0: This is The Escapist Cast, the gaming advocacy podcast. Hello Hulkamaniacs, this is Bill Walton, the host of The Escapist Cast, the official podcast of TheEscapist.com And as far as I know, the only gaming advocacy podcast in the podcastosphere, or whatever they call it If you're not familiar with my website, I encourage you to check it out for yourself It is at www.TheEscapist.com, it's all one word matched together Uh, The site is devoted to the subject of gaming advocacy, and if you don't know what gaming advocacy is, we will discuss that in this here episode zero of the Escapist cast. Before we do that, I just want to point out that this is not the first ever Escapist audio program of any sort. I did actually do one in 2002 for a streaming program called RPG Radio uh, that was out then. didn't last very long. It was neat, though. It was a lot of fun to do. I only ended up doing two episodes for it. For those who might be, for some reason, interested in actually listening to those old shows, I do have a special uh, feature coming up on the site eventually, once I get it wrapped up, called the Museum of Escapist History. It goes over all the old changes and really terrible design Uh, ideas for the site over the course of the last uh, 12, it will be going on 13 years this December. So uh, when that comes out, you can hear those shows in all of their terrible glory. Now with this show, I'm hoping to bring you 15 to 30 minute episodes every two weeks uh, focused on the topic of gaming advocacy, and that includes news and updates to different projects that are going on, uh, ways that you can get involved. Uh, ideas you can try out at home, all that sort of thing. Uh, If the episodes run longer, great. If I get so much material that I can go every week, I will give it my best shot. Uh, However, I can't make a whole lot of promises there. Sometimes I might go past two weeks, maybe go into the three-week area. Uh, We're just going to have to see how that goes. And that about does it for introductions. Let's get this episode zero started. We're going to call it Intros and Inspirations. And we'll get it going on right after the break. The Escapist cast will return after this message. Follow the Path, the Bears Grove podcast. Adult-level discussion of role-playing as a storytelling art at bearsgrove.com. Can I help you? Uh, yes. My boyfriend and I are interested in getting into this gaming thing I've been hearing about, but I'm not sure where to start. Uh... Are you going to buy something? Well, we were wondering what would be good to try. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, this isn't much help. We We can can help! help. Man, that was cheesy.
1: Who are you?
0: I'm Mark. I'm Chris. And I'm Carol from the All Games Considered podcast. We'll tell you about all sorts of hobby games, old and new. We'll show you some free or cheap games to help you save money as you try things out. And we'll give you a window into the gamer lifestyle. What the... wait, lifestyle? Hey, it's not PC Solitaire. Um. Yeah, you gonna buy something? What can you give us for a wooden nickel? Well, I got some old Mage Knight boosters. The All Games Considered podcast, proud member of the Goblin Gaming Broadcast Network. Find more information, show downloads, feeds, and other important links at allgamesconsidered.flogspot.com. And now back to the show. I hate to start the second segment out on a down note. I've just gotten word as I sit down here to record the second segment that today, March 4th, 2008, the co-creator of the original Dungeons & Dragons, Gary Gygax, has passed away at his home. Uh, I'm not sure the exact details, I do know he had several heart problems in his later years, but was still very active in gaming communities and in email and chat and and all that sort of thing, speaking with gamers and giving them stories, anecdotes, inspirations for their games, and all that sort of thing. Uh, He will be greatly missed. I never had a lot of contact with Mr. Gygax myself, except for a couple of chats, a couple of emails, maybe some discussion posts. But I do know that in the last two or three weeks, he recently posted to a forum about how he discovered this uh, this crazy article by this guy who attempted to cast the, uh, the spells in the D&D and Harry Potter books. So that, that brings a little bit of a smile to my face to know that he got to see that at least before he left this mortal coil. Okay, now as promised, I will go through some of the different aspects of gaming advocacy, uh, explain them to everyone, and maybe give you some ideas of things you'd like to get involved in or get others involved in as well. Probably the first thing that gamers think of when they think of gaming advocacy would be gaming defense, um, coming to the, the defense of the hobby when someone makes some sort of outrageous claim of Satanism or occultism or murder, suicide, rape or robbery or any of the other amazing things that people have gotten into their heads about what really happens with gamers and what they really do at the gaming table. This is a big part of gaming advocacy. But I do know that there are a lot of gamers and other people out there who tend to roll their eyes and moan whenever anybody talks about coming to the defense of the hobby. Um, get, I think there's a lot of general impression that there are people out there who have sort of a martyr complex. You know, they want to get offended a little bit too easily uh, when somebody says something bad about D&D or those tabletop gamers or those LARPs. Um, that's something to be avoided. Uh, You don't want to jump at every opportunity every time somebody makes a joke about something. But if somebody is genuinely making a claim that role-playing or LARP causes suicide, causes people to commit homicide, causes people to be more inclined to commit crimes, uh, it really is important to set the record straight and improve the public opinion of role-playing and, and role-players whenever you can. It's it's really not that much different than, say, if there was a news story about how scrapbookers uh, tend to be more prone to, um, to, to mug somebody in an alleyway, or if, let's say, model railroaders were really satanic cultists. I mean, you know, more than they actually are. Um, really, these claims are just so illogical and so ridiculous that we would dismiss them right away but there's still sort of an acceptance to such a thing when somebody says it about role players and that's just really something that needs to be erased we really just need to get rid of that I think it's almost sort of common belief that this is really the only thing that is done in the name of gaming advocacy, but there is a lot more. And if you poke through the site, you'll see some of it. There are even some elements, some facets of gaming advocacy that I don't really cover a whole lot on the site that other people take charge of. The next one on my list here would be getting game companies, game stores, game clubs, and gamers themselves involved in philanthropy, working for charities, uh, working for you know, just the betterment of humanity and the world as a whole. Uh, this is a threefold win uh, when when gamers get involved in charities and other you know different kinds of philanthropy you've got the people in need and the causes in need that get the help that they need uh... it also builds character among the gamers themselves and it also improves the public image of gamers as a whole if you get together with your gaming group and say let's go raise a whole bunch of uh... money or let's uh, even better let's gather some canned food for a, a food drive, or let's go you know, donate blood to a blood bank, or let's go answer some telephones at a, at a telethon for muscular dystrophy. Uh, when people see that, see your game group get together, or see you represent a game store or a convention, they get a little bit of a better idea of what gamers are really about and, and who you really are. I mean, you're really just people like everybody else. You can find out more about working with uh, philanthropy, getting ideas, sharing ideas, and encouraging others to do the same at the Bequest project, which is at theescapist.com slash bequest. Uh, the next one on my list, fostering a new generation of gamers by getting kids and young people involved. If you go to the Young Person's Adventure League on the site, which is at com slash Y-P-A-L, you'll find a whole bunch of links to The best games to play with kids, uh, tips on how to play them, how to keep the kids interested and involved, uh, all manner of things to get you started with introducing young people to the world of role-playing adventure games. Uh, I'm not going to use any crazy, you know, cliched old hat phrases like the children are our future, but really any hobby benefits from from carrying the next generation over into it Um, you get enthusiastic people who bring new ideas to it and, and keep it alive for future generations and plus it's just a lot of fun and you know really kids role play naturally I mean it's part of how they grow and how they learn so they will end up teaching you a heck of a lot about how to play believe me Next on the list, encouraging the use of RPGs as an educational and social tool. I've got two projects that are related to that. Uh, Both of them are still in their early stages. I haven't had a lot of opportunity to uh, put a lot of content in the two of them, but I'm hoping over time they will grow. Uh, One of them is reading, writing, and role-playing, which is a section on using RPGs in education and teaching both at home and in school with with role-playing. And the other one is called Terra Libris, which is the library and RPG project, which encourages people to run role-playing uh, games as uh, young adult programs in libraries, and try to coordinate those games with popular books. Um, you know, working clues into your into your adventure game where kids have to go find their copy of Beowulf and you know look up the answer and all that sort of thing which can be a lot of fun for kids and can get them reading and involved in the library. There's also examining gaming culture. There are two elements of the Escapist that do that. One is called Tell Me About Your Character which is a regular column that features an average everyday extraordinary gamer. Uh, they get an opportunity to talk about their real life and what they do in their day-to-day doings and then they get to brag a little bit about their character and their favorite campaign and their favorite RPGs. And that's sort of something I like to think of as a social project. As this goes on, we can see all the different types of people from all different cultures and all around the world in some cases, and all the different types of games they like to play, and notice all of the similarities and the differences between them. There's another new feature that I'm hoping will take off later this year called 20-Sided World. Uh, This was an idea I was banging around last year and decided to take it out of mothballs and put it up. 20-sided world will be a series of columns about gaming culture in different parts of the world such as what the preferred RPGs are in a certain part of the world and what the culture is like, what the stores look like and and what sort of differences there are between U.S. gaming culture and say the gaming culture in Japan. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing some of the uh, material that uh, some people will be submitting for that and I hope you will too. Then there's bringing new people to the hobby. Uh, There is another podcast that I am a part of, that I'm a co host of with Sam Chup, the mega talented writer and game designer and author of my favorite, all time favorite RPG, Changeling. Uh, The two of us work together on that to introduce new people to the hobby, uh, explain the different little details of the hobby in terms that they can understand, and hopefully help them make choices that will suit them and get them into the hobby uh, the best way possible. You can listen to the Square One Podcast at squareonepodcast.com. It is geared mostly to newbies, but we do encourage everybody to listen to it, to give us pointers and let us know where maybe we've gone wrong or where we can do things a little bit better. There are also elements of gaming advocacy that I don't cover on the site, uh, either because I haven't gotten to them yet and because I have so much that I'm working on now or because I think that other people are doing them a bit better than I and I couldn't really improve or, or approach them from a different angle. Uh, the group that I work with, the CARPGA, the Committee for the Advancement of Role-Playing Games, uh, has, as well as the ones I've listed just now, other projects that they work on as well. And by the way, you can find out more about the CARPGA at car-pga.org. There's the aspect of women in gaming, uh, getting more women involved in the hobby, because it is still a male-dominated hobby, although from what I've seen in recent years, the last 10 years or so, there has been a larger portion of female players, and that seems to increase every year, although I haven't really seen um, stats on it recently. Uh, Obtaining grants for RPG research... Uh, they also research RPGs as treatment for clinical depression. And they do their best to prevent the banning of RPGs in prisons. There, a, there are a lot of uh, cases that have come forth where um, RPGs, role-playing, you know, any sort of role-playing materials will be removed from prisons out of fear that uh, they could help the prisoners escape or commit crimes. I do know that there was a ban on hardcover books because a hardcover book could be uh, ripped off, the, the cover itself could be ripped off and, and turned into a sharp object. And there have been a few cases they have been involved in where they attempt to keep RPGs from being banned in prisons. That's um, about it. Now, there could be, of course, other aspects of gaming advocacy I haven't touched upon, and there, I'm sure there are a lot of things that no one's even thought of yet. And if you think there's something I should cover, if there's something I haven't touched upon and you think is a, a hot subject that maybe we should uh, look into, you should always feel free to email me at rpgadvocate, it's all one word, at gmail.com, and I would love to hear from you. I hope I've explained gaming advocacy as well as I possibly can. I'm sure if I haven't, you will let me know. And that's going to do it for this episode zero of the escapist cast intros and inspirations um, we're going to take another break and then we'll wrap this sucker up hi there friend welcome to the dragon's landing Inn. Come in from the cold and warm yourself by the fire. Wow, thanks a lot. (laughs) It's downright cold out there. if you're looking for something to eat, we've got a feast of ideas and advice for tabletop RPG players over there. Uh Uh-huh. And in the back room, we have interviews with gaming industry insiders. Uh, right. And out here in the common room, we have lots of good, hearty discussion about all kinds of RPGs and accessories. So, what can I get for you? One podcast later... Little mugger beer beer wouldn't do us any harm. No little mugger beer wouldn't do us any harm. Visit the Dragon's Landing podcast at www.dragonslanding.com. Well, that just about wraps it up for episode zero of the Escapist Cast. I hope you enjoyed it as brief and basic as it was. I would always love to hear from you. If you have a question about the site or a comment on something I've said, or you'd like to straighten me out on something, or even if you would like to suggest a new segment, a new feature of the podcast, or even if you want to contribute a podcast segment of your own to the Escapist Cast, you can reach me at rpgadvocate.com at gmail.com and you can send me your email there you can even record something i'd be happy to play it on the show as long as it's not too vulgar i'd like to give a shout out to the immensely talented sam chupp for all of his advice at putting podcasts together you can hear his podcasts at thebearsgrove.com there's even one in there called square one that i am a part of so make sure you check that out Be sure to visit The Escapist at www.theescapist.com for all your gaming advocacy needs. Uh, While you're there, you can sign the guest book, stick a pin in my Frapper map, you can join the Facebook group for The Escapist, and you can even browse the site for ideas on how you can participate in gaming advocacy. As always, suggestions, questions, queries, and compliments. And even complaints can be emailed to me at rpgadvocate at gmail.com. The Escapist Guest is brought to you through your generous tithes and love offerings. Okay, it's not really. But if you would like to make a tithe or a love offering, it's always appreciated. It helps me out with maintaining the site and maintaining the bandwidth and domain registration. You can do that through the PayPal link that you'll find on the page at TheEscapist.com slash EscapistCast. Music for the show is graciously provided by the immensely talented Nate Trier. You can visit his site at TrierMusic.com. That's T-R-I-E-R Music.com. You can also purchase some of his uh, gaming music packages. These are neat little packages he has out that include ideas for characters and ideas for an adventure that are generic so you can use them with any role-playing system and then there are some music tracks that go along with it that you can listen to while you play check that out it's called mindscape music and you can find out more at myspace.com slash mindscape music the escapist cast is released through a creative commons attribution no derivatives no commercial use no woman no cry license 3.0 And that does it for this episode zero of the Escapist Cast. Keep your dice dry, tip the pizza guy, and take a kid gaming.